everybody. Welcome to season two of Mercedes. Who are you? Oh, <laughs> Who are you? Who is this lady that's talking? I was like, why are you staring at me and not saying anything? This is Jill. And this is Lucas. <laughs> so bad already. We are here season two. We're just coming off a break. We've had a couple weeks off. We may be a little bit rusty. I just a got back bit. from vacation. Yeah. So I'm trying Quit to... bragging about your fancy vacation. Yeah, so I'm trying to get back in the swing of things. But I'm excited. I am re-energized, revitalized for some mayor talk. I'm about the same. Okay. But that's sort of our temperaments. So. Right. <laughs> I'm just frazzled because you were like, I don't remember how you started. And I was like, oh, my God, I just say welcome to Mirror Studies. And that's mm-hmm. all I said. And then I didn't remember what to do. Yeah, well, we got there. They know who you are now. They were confused at first. They were like, wait, is this Taylor Swift hosting the podcast? Okay, I can't believe it's season two. You would say her name so early already. <laughs> Hashtag not a Taylor Swift podcast. Well, Jill, I got some bad news for you. <laughs> Jill. <laughs> if you don't want to hear Taylor Swift's name, this is not the episode for you. No. Because this episode, it was my pick. Yes. And I chose half of my heart. I see what you did, by the way. What did At I do? At the end of season one, you're like, oh, I don't want to take the last episode. That's not fair. It was so you could pick the first episode of season two. That's absolutely not true. You no, know, you were drunk with power. <laughs> I was all, I'm all about equality <laughs> and wanting to make sure that you and I get the same amount of food. Quality. There's uh, enough food to feed both of us. I wish there were snacks. That'd be nice. Oh, man. No one's going to want to listen to us talk over eating, though. Uh, yeah, but on my vacation, <laughs> just food everywhere, man. It was great. You actually aren't as sunburned as I thought you'd be. Of course, you're well, wearing a lot of layers of clothes. Yeah. It's snowing here in it's California. It's literally snowing in California. Literally. Yeah. Stuck to the ground for at least two minutes. So, uh, less than a week ago, mm-hmm. I was on a beach. Right, on vacation. We got it. And now I'm in the snow. What, what is going on with my life? In the snow or in the snow. snow adjacent? Six millimeters <laughs> of snow outside my door. Oh. Um. So, John in the news. Yeah, what's he been up to? Well, first it's us. Okay, it's what are we up two. to? It's season That's two. That's the news. And Can you believe it? We are here in a second season of our award-winning hit podcast. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember winning any awards, unless they were self-given. That could have just been in my head. <laughs> that that happened from time um, to time. And as such, we asked people for feedback, which they were very kind. Yes. Very yes. kind. It made us feel the love. It's clear that you prefer me over Jill in every possible I way. I actually didn't get any comments that swayed one way or the other. There I was know. one person who said, I love... Like, something about Lucas's, like, musical knowledge or whatever. Oh, okay. So I did took that as, like, a throw-out. Like, you throw out a Yelp review. Right. So if we throw out that one, right. it was just even love, which was interesting because on other podcasts I used to be on, there was very much favorites. Right. But there were also more hosts. So. Right. Um, so we asked for feedback, and the feedback we got, which we'd gotten before, was that they want us to revisit comments that have been made on Instagram between episodes. So, but for example, before we start Half of My Heart... I would say, okay, last week we talked about this song, and here's what people had to say from what we said. Right. Which we didn't do for this episode, because that was like four years ago. It's so long ago. Who that can so even remember? That was so last season. It was so <laughs> last season. Yeah, and we're tell all about moving tell forward Tell me on a here. boat joke you just told me on accident. Oh. You said to your daughter. Yeah. You and all the other kids are. You're all going to be in the same boat. None of you are going to know each other. <laughs> and they were on a cruise. Yeah. I meant to figuratively, but you could take it literally. Oh, it made me sure. so happy. Um, also, oh. I didn't screenshot this, so forgive me because I know you're listening. And she's so sweet, and I actually follow her on my personal account now. But she was like, you have to get front row tickets to the John Mayer show, like at least the first three rows, Mm -hmm. because you have to bring a sign. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, no, I know. I want to request the one about the guy in the submarine. What is happening? Am I having a stroke? Walt Grace. 
no. favorite song. No. I'm rusty. You don't take a sign and request Walt Grace. That's you not take what she was going to say. I know. That, that is you. what I do. No, you take a sign that says, John, will you come on mayor studies? Okay, so she's more your thinking. Yes. She said you make a, She said she would pay for the sign. Oh, wow. A sign that says, I have a podcast about you. And then, like, in my vision, I would flip it over. And be like, you have a podcast? Studies. What's it called? I'd flip it over and be like, at mayor studies. Well, that's the Instagram. But um, I can't afford those seats, so it's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but now I'm, like, really mad mm-hmm. because I'm like, that's just, like, a really good idea. What if you take the sign to mm-hmm. the show, mm-hmm. you try to find somebody who's sitting up front, mm-hmm. and you slip them a little extra to hold up the sign? Um, no, because they'll get my attention. They'll get the attention that should be mine is what Got I mean. Got it. They won't get you my attention. You want the eyeballs no, on you. No, he's going to ask questions about it. That person is not qualified to answer them. What if he invites them up on stage or something? You want to feel the warmth of his gaze someone. on your yeah. own skin, not So on I'm just that hoping that those people who have the six front row seats currently dead center that are selling them for like $3,000, <laughs> lower them to like 400 each for me and my mom. Right. I might do it at a thousand. No, I don't even have a thousand dollars. I don't have any dollars. Anyways, um, I don't know if John was personally in the news because I was just all worried about us. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, what? someone was at his house. Oh yeah, you but sent me that. But that wasn't even recent. They were like a month ago. Yeah. Some, so I don't know why that's news. That a month ago, an intruder walked around his property, and the police never found them. You know, after, why is that news? After watching the Harry and Meghan thing, like it really kind of shines a light on. How scary it can be to be a celebrity. Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to say that that wasn't a big deal. how much you need to have deal. security. Yeah. That part has to suck. I would right? not enjoy it. That part. That's got to be the worst part. Because your home's your sanctuary. Right. Your safe place. Right. Unless it's not. And I, I, I know no one is showing up at my house that I don't want to be right. there. Right. Exactly. Right. No one cares. Right. Yeah. But I do, I'm just saying, I thought it was weird that like a month had passed. And yeah. they're like, oh, should, yeah. And I don't know if it, there must out. have been like a court document or something. I'm like, okay, well, sorry that happened a month right. ago. Or someone found, news. someone found out it leaked or whatever. Yeah, it was like, just, I just thought it was weird. Yeah. But I don't love that for him because I know he had that like a crazy stalker mm. who was like going to kill him. Oh, wow. And that was Well, I'm glad you, you, you specified, you said a crazy stalker who was <gasps> going to kill him as opposed to a crazy stalker <laughs> who has an entire episode, entire podcast. It's in season two now <laughs> about him. The way I found out about it was some person who's very much not worried about pop culture, just a parent at um, one of my son's elementary schools and now high school, mm-hmm. text me, oh God, is this you? Are you in jail? Oh no. <laughs> and then screenshot the article. And I was like, no, nah, I'm home. We're safe. And then I went and Googled it. I'm like, this didn't even just happen. Nice. <laughs> okay. So anyways, let's get into the song, Half of My Heart, half, song bio. Half of My Heart. Okay. So we are back in the Battle Studies album. Mm-hmm. The album that our podcast is named after. It is. Yes. And we, we've hit, been here a couple times before. We did Edge of Desire. We did Assassins. Um, but I feel like the other re- records have gotten a little bit more love. Yes, they than have. Battle Studies. And I think that's true in general, that the other records tend also to get more true. love than mm-hmm. this record. Um, but I wanted to double back. You know what? So here's part of the reason why I wanted to come back to this song. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing a couple of country gigs lately. Mm-hmm. I have one again this weekend out in Newport or Huntington Beach. Uh-huh. And so I've been listening to more country music just because i got to learn the songs, mm-hmm. right? Because we're playing like three-hour sets. Like, that's a lot of songs i got to learn. And I haven't – I'm not a country music guy, mm-hmm. so I haven't been keeping up on my country music. Right. But a lot of what is now country music is this. This mm. is a country music song. People did refer to it as such. Yeah, this comments. is absolutely like if you think of this as a Taylor Swift song, 
like pre like was it, was it Red when she was like full pop and she's doing Max Martin songs? I don't actually know when the transition happened, but Red sounds about right. Yeah, but pre that album, this could one hundred percent fit on one of those records. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was interested in and in, in, uh, you know kind of diving into it from that standpoint and looking at like there really is a lot more he walks that country line in a way that if his name was yeah. like Luke Combs or Luke Bryant or any other Luke any who sings Luke. country. Luke yeah. Setter. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um people would be like, oh yeah, this is country song. But because it's John Mayer, it doesn't really get that um connection. Well and there's a um in the blood mm-hmm. people we're referring to that as straight up country. Yeah. yeah. There, there's actually plenty of songs I think that we could go through and say that. So I agree. That's yeah. interesting. Like, you know, I think we often think of him as just like an adult contemporary singer songwriter. Right. But his music does span uh, a, a wide range. And I think that's part of the brilliance of him. Mm-hmm. I also understand that's why a lot of people don't like him mm-hmm. is because they'll hear a stray song that's kind of, you know, out of the style. And they're like, oh. He's the body's a wonderland guy. Yeah. When was the last time he wrote a song that sounds like your body's a wonderland? No, exactly. It's been decades, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, but that's that's cool to watch an artist just really, I can do anything that I want. Mm-hmm. Battle Studies, so it's the his usual core, right? It's Pino on bass. It's Steve Jordan on drums and also doing some production. Um, Taylor is credited as playing guitar oh, really? on the record, which is surprising to I me. I didn't know that. Yeah, because she... I can't imagine that he would have her play guitar on the record. I mean, she but at least ac- according to the credits on Genius, I'm getting this from Genius.com, mm-hmm. she's credited with playing guitar, mm-hmm. um, as is John, as is one other person. Um, there are some, there's not many guitars in the song. Right. Well, there's the uh, the slide guitar, mm-hmm. there's the rhythm electric guitar, and there's some acoustic guitar as well. Okay. Uh, what else do you need to know about the song? It well, was nominated... maybe how Taylor got to sing on it. Oh, it was nominated for a Grammy. It was. Yes, he didn't win, but it was nominated for hmm. Best Male Pop Vocal in 2011. But interesting, here's a little tidbit that most people may not know. Okay. The version of the song that most people are listening mm. to, the version of the song that we're talking about, was not the one that was nominated for the Grammy. It was the Taylorless one. It was the Taylorless one. You knew there was a Taylorless one. I did I, know that. I did not know that until mm-hmm. we're, we're, uh, you know researching for this episode. Then where is that one? That's not on the album, right? It's, it's just, not on it's the album. It just exists? It just exists. That's messed up for them to be like... Like, we're going to nominate this one for a Grammy. Well, it, I think it was to try and fit into that specific male mm, vocal category okay. and not duet category. Well, and it wasn't really a duet. And so there's she's a lot of discussion. Backup. Yes. she's. This is not Half of My Heart featuring Taylor Swift. No. It was never credited as, as such. Yeah. And some people were mad about that. John has actually commented about why that was, mm-hmm. and he said that he wanted her on the song because he wanted her on the song, mm-hmm. and he wanted to make it clear that he wasn't trying to use her profile or her celebrity yeah. to sell records, mm-hmm. that it was strictly a musical decision. And he's very careful who he partners with. Yes. I, at the moment, mm-hmm. and in hindsight, I'm still shocked. Not because she's Taylor Swift now or because mm-hmm. the dating thing. It's just he's just so selective. Not that she's not talented, but it's he tends to be selective more like obs- – I mean, obviously he did a song with Katy Perry. Right. But like Sheryl Crow or like uh-huh. like obscure people. Not that she's obscure, but like his normal fan base might not be ben worried Harper, about. Ben Harper, Charlie Hunter. Yeah, like definitely not a bunch of young kids are going to know who he's partnering right. with. Like, I think he did a song with B.B. King. Like, it, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just – it just doesn't add up to Well, me. there's the Shawn Mendes stuff, because that's his, that's his little there's brother no figure. There's no song they sing together. There's no song with him performed in. performed live a bunch of the times. The guy with the orange hair. Alicia Keys. Ed Sheeran. 
Um, yeah, no, I know he's friends with and performs with other people, but mm-hmm. he's never done a song where they're singing back up. Right. And I, I think so that was probably part of the negotiations of getting Taylor on the record. Mm-hmm. I imagine was some of like, we want to make sure like, I'm not using you for clout. Yeah. I'm not using you for name recognition because I'm trying to turn all the Swifties into yeah. you know, my fans. All that backfired. Right? Uh, I just want you on the song. And from a, that standpoint, I can see I think she works well on the song. She's not a killer vocalist. Mm-hmm. She's not Katy Perry. No. But I think she just is perfectly fine for this song. I like her on the song, too. I don't agree... I mean, I'm not John Mayer, so I can't speak to his motivation, but Mm -hmm. I just think that's kind of like, no, I'm just not going to put you on the song. Here's all these fun reasons why I'm not. Mm -hmm. I disagree. And she wasn't at such a Taylor Swift height of fame at the time. She's a pretty big deal. I guess she was, but compared to where she is now, it's... Right. But who knew, you know? I don't know. I've always felt weird about it. That's all I'm going to say. And I don't believe... I don't lean into them writing songs about her and they dated right. and blah, blah, blah. I think like he flirted with her and she... And, and by the way, this, is, this song is all... Whatever you believe happened between Taylor and John all happened after Exactly, this. yeah. And someone's like, yeah, this isn't about her. I was like, no, right. I never thought it was. Right. Um, but I just uh, don't remember what I was saying. So. Oh. <laughs> you don't lean into like that he's writing songs about her and all that stuff. But you oh, just yeah, but like I've always felt, not... like, not uncomfortable. There's mm-hmm. just something I couldn't put my finger on. And I'm like, this is weird. This doesn't, this isn't his normal formula. Well, I would say Taylor is a pretty uh, powerful entity. Yeah. Even back in 2009 was a pretty powerful entity. Mm-hmm. If she wanted her name on the song. No, I agree with that, too. And you know I think I mean? she was making decisions based on I have a crush on this guy, maybe. There, there's no she's way she's... a pretty savvy businesswoman yeah, at any There's no age. way she's not getting her name featuring Taylor Swift if that's weird. What she I just think the whole thing's weird. I think there, there's a version without her is weird. Yeah, and again, so I think the version without her was simply so that it would qualify for the Grammy. Because the Grammy is male vocal, not male. There's also a different separate category for duet or duo. I still think it's weird. Okay. You're just going to think it's weird no matter what, right? Yeah, I mean, someone asked me to <laughs> sing on a song. Like, uh-huh. oh, but by the way, we're going to make another version without you because whatever reason. It's like, what? what? Well, that's not all that uncommon, actually. Really? I think Yeah, I think there's plenty of examples I can point to mm-hmm. um, where there's a version with someone singing and a version without oh, someone singing. Like what? Most, most recently, this is the first thing that popped in my head, which is totally going to miss you on the radar, mm-hmm. is A Day to Remember. Yeah. On the last A Day to Remember song, they have a song called, uh, last A Day to Remember album, they have a song called Reentry that mm-hmm. I really like. And the album version is just them. Mm-hmm. Then there's a single and subsequent re-release on the album featuring Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. Hey, see, that's different. So the original he's... song on the album uh-huh. is like, oh, hey, now we're going to be like Lil Nas X and make 45 different versions with 100 different people. Mm-hmm. That's fine. The reverse is fine. So but it's... being like, this is the real song and you're on it. This uh-huh. is the real song. It's the OG. It's on the album. But oh, by the way, we're going to make one without you. Uh-huh. That is not okay. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a song on my album and mm-hmm. then I'm going to invite you to do a special single re-release with me. That's fine. That's let's take the OG song and mix it up a little. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not on John's side a lot. <laughs> And I don't think Taylor Swift's at all worried about it. Right. <laughs> but I, I just feel, that's how I feel. I'm going to have to think about it a while. I'm sure there's Please other examples that I can come time. up with. Yeah, of, <laughs> uh, of a duet being re-released without that duet. Anyways, but the point is, the story that you wanted me to get to yes, is how does Taylor show up at all? Mm-hmm. Uh, John's a little fuzzy on the mechanics of how it happened, but mm-hmm. he knows this part. He tweeted. Okay, I was her. like, no, I know this part, yeah. Yeah, he tweeted at her, and mm-hmm. not at her, but he tweeted and said, I've got this song, I've been thinking about it for three days. He has said then and in subsequent interviews that he envisioned this as 
a Tom Petty, Stevie Nicks, they did a song together mm-hmm. of a kind of update of that idea. Yeah, I didn't feel like she was the Stevie Nicks to his Tom Petty. No, I mean, there's an obvious... As he referred to it. Now, there's an obvious heir to the Stevie Nicks throne. Yeah. Who's that? Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah, I would accept that. To the fact that she's covered. I would accept covered, that for sure. Yeah, she's covered. I'm going to start 17. a Miley Cyrus podcast. Girl's underrated still. Uh, I uh, I think she's getting her due right now. She's okay. having a moment because that song is everywhere. I'm trying not to explode with yes, but mm-hmm. it's because it's not for the right reasons. I mean, I'm glad that she's getting her flowers, as they say, and people are getting her flowers. (laughs) I didn't realize we're so full of puns. Mm. And that she's getting, you know, attention and people are noticing how talented she is. But Mm -hmm. it goes back to because of who she dated for being cheated on for her clever comebacks Mm -hmm. to him that are are not in the video. Right. And so I'm just kind of like in a bad mood, I guess, because I have a problem with everything right now. I'm just going to stop talking. (laughs) I, I, You know what? I understand what you're saying. She's so talented. Why make it about that? I think the song would have been a hit no matter what. Yes. I think that that definitely added something to it. very catchy. And uh, from a marketing standpoint. Very savvy. It doesn't make the song sound any different, mm-hmm. right? But it does, from a marketing standpoint, may get some ears that it wouldn't otherwise get. Yeah. Um, Which is good. That's all good. Right. But I, th- I think Miley has very, very much found her identity. And her, she's even, did, she did Edge of 17, which is a famous solo Stevie Nicks song. Mm-hmm. She did a cover of it. Mm-hmm. And she sounds great on it, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, because this is, I know this is going to get me just absolutely killed. I don't think Stevie Nicks is that great of a singer. So I know, like, do not come into this house. I know the whole world and is say coming negative up things about Stevie Nicks. I'm not saying any. I don't think she's bad. I just don't think she's like a legendary vocalist. I think she's a legendary performer and a legendary personality. Does she write her songs? Oh, uh, so this Fleetwood Max, Fleet so there was Mac, a lot right, of, co-write. she wrote some songs, Christy mm-hmm. wrote some songs. My parents are seeing her in Billy Joel at SoFi. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm very jealous. Um, but anyway, so back at the time, this isn't a Stevie Nicks podcast or a Miley Cyrus yeah, this podcast. This is an off-track podcast. This is a Taylor Swift <laughs> podcast. Um, so that was kind of his vision. And right. from that standpoint, I can see where you say she's not really a Stevie Nicks clone. Mm-hmm. But if you're thinking from what the song is, towing the line of country, mm-hmm. but really kind mm-hmm. of like this pop adult contemporary yeah. song, that, that is 2009 Taylor Swift. Yeah. So from that That's perspective, fair. I see that working. So he tweets, he said, I had this idea mm-hmm. in my head for three days, so I got to finish mm-hmm. the song. I really want Taylor to sing it. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Then he's fuzzy on what happens from there to her ending up on the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's what he says. Except in the for interview. he made sure to make a different version of the song. Not fuzzy on that. And he's and he he doesn't whatever has happened between them. There's clearly bad blood. Yeah, um, that's a Taylor Swift song. There you go. <laughs> uh, he ha- still does the song. Yes, he still performs the song. Mm-hmm. This song for him isn't about Taylor it's a Swift. Good isn't song. Tied, tied to Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. He's just singing the version without her. He's like, I'm going to perform this song. And they've performed it live together. Yes, back so, in the day. Yeah, and recently. they changed it up a little bit. She added a little bit to it because mm-hmm. she's not, as everyone has pointed out, she's not very prevalent on the song. No, she's singing harmony in the chorus yeah. and a little call and response thing in the bridge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would just like love it if during her tour she's like, okay, and I'm gonna bring out special guest and it's John Mayer. They that sing the be... song, <laughs> or vice versa. This is my John Mayer era. Okay, I feel like that was a lot of song bio or, or a lot of entry into the episode. Did, are we good? Is that yes, you wanted to we're hit? good. Okay, so favorite or notable versions of the song. There's a video. 
Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so my uh, podcast new season resolution was to do better at finding all the versions of something. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you come more prepared. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't listen to that. But the problem was there was a video for this one. So I was like, I'm just going to watch it one more time. (laughs) He's pretty good looking in the video. It's peak attractiveness for John Mayer. Also, did the bride leave him at the wedding? Or did he leave her? So the narrative of the video is not super clear to me. Because it doesn't match the song. You know what? I I watched it and I was like, I don't know what's happening here. Mm -hmm. And I don't care enough to Mm -hmm. rewatch it to try and make sense of it. Oh, I rewatched it several times. Because I'm just going to try and make sense of the song. Mm -hmm. And that while I think the video can absolutely inform us of the writer's intentions mm-hmm. oftentimes those video treatments are done by the director and have nothing yeah. to do with the artist yeah, and the no. artist is kind of showing I felt up. a real mismatch there yeah, and it I bothers me but also then I got distracted by how handsome he is and right. like a more casual tux look playing a guitar with all those mirrored things behind him my god is he handsome and he's just sitting at the bar drinking himself some bourbon yeah and then he's like walking on the street like I think forgets the cab and mm-hmm. I'm like how do you just walk around being that attractive like that can't feel good you can't be as fully formed a person as someone mm-hmm. who isn't attractive. <laughs> like, I just think things must be too easy for you. So here's an interesting thought that I just had. Mm-hmm. So John Mayer pretty much looks like John Mayer. Right. Right? That's just If, that's if, if he's running to Starbucks, if he just kind of rolled out of bed. The still looks hot. If he's after a show, the very... Like, like he obviously has different haircuts sometimes. Don't get so, me started. But... He pretty much looks the same. Mm-hmm. It's not as extreme as what people who wear makeup yeah. go through. Mm-hmm. Where you can look totally one way mm-hmm. one time on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. And then you can be making a Starbucks run. Oh, unrecognizable. Absolutely unrecognizable. Crazy. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so like, that's interesting. Like, you, know, I, you always think about with like super people who are famous for being hot. It must be hard to walk around that hot. And some people will be like, well, I don't. Yeah. Um, Katy Perry, very famously. Oh, my God. So different looking. Has said, like, oh, I I don't... Katy Perry is, like, my drag queen alter yeah. ego. Yeah. Like, I don't look like that. Yeah. You know, that's just the heightened, accentuated version of mm-hmm. me. I, that's not my day-to-day yeah. um, look. And so, But John pretty much does just look like John Mayer I know. all the time. I know. Yeah. I know. I'll say this. Mm. I've always loved when boys wear baseball hats. Okay. I don't love him in a baseball hat. Really? It doesn't happen often. Okay. I think his hair is just too poofy. I don't love me in a baseball hat. Oh, no. In high school, you look so cute with a baseball hat on backwards. Yeah, but I'm I don't know about now. high school anymore. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't look mm, right on me anymore. None of us are in high school anymore. What's your favorite version? The record. Yeah. Gotta get. Oh, some... I'm sorry. Which one? The real record or the Grammy <laughs> one without Taylor? If you go to Spotify, type in half of my heart, that version that plays. The That's one Taylor's. featuring Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it's a good song. It is a good song. And we haven't got to the lyrics yet, but there's no. some really interesting stuff in here. And honestly, the reason I picked this song was not to rehash all the Taylor stuff, mm-hmm. but because I was just going through songs. And like, there's some interesting things in this lyric that I'm excited to discuss with you. Well, let's jump into the song meaning then so we could get to the lyrics. All right. Obviously, it's a warning. Yep. I like you, but I can't fall all the way in love with you. I'm literally telling you what's going to happen. Yes. But also how I feel. Right. Someone who we'll get to in the comments was like, I don't know if anything happened between him and Taylor Swift, but mm-hmm. she's in the studio helping him sing this song. <laughs> Why is she so confused about what happened after? Right. And I'm not dissing anybody. We weren't there. We don't know what did or didn't happen. But, I mean, the words are there. <laughs> yeah. 
this is sort of it's half enlightened like half of my heart Mm -hmm. it's half i know who i am Mm -hmm. but the other half hasn't gone to be like but also i understand that i'm being problematic and i need to work on that we haven't got that step yet we got the step to at least i'm aware that i'm trouble when i walk in yeah oh my god stop (laughs) ridiculous we should have got bingo (laughs) we did miss the the bar the ball on that one yep but not to the point that because there's some really pretty like toxic mindsets in the song. Yeah. Um, and as we've seen in other John songs, mm-hmm. that I would love men especially because I think I, they find these attitudes prevalent in men to grow out of mm-hmm. and grow past. And I say that, and we're going to dive into lyrics and I'll point some specifically while also having been this guy. Yeah. Right. Well, I personally very much there's a lot of stuff in here that I'm like ah. I don't love that that was me, mm-hmm. but that well, was me. Well, into lyrics. We've both said what we think it means. Okay. The song's pretty straightforward. Yeah, so he, I love, absolutely love the opening line. Me too. It's such a beautiful opening line. I was born in the arms of imaginary friends. Mm-hmm. The meaning of it isn't super clear. No. Um, but when you combine it with Free to Roam, made a home out of everywhere I've been, I think of it as the idea of there wasn't he was able to kind of create the life that he wanted. Mm-hmm. His friends were imaginary. He made them. He made them up so he can go anywhere. And then this person comes crashing in like the realest mm-hmm. thing as opposed to the imaginary friends. Mm-hmm. Now, here's something real. Here's something that pushes back. Here's something that... That you can lose. That I can't yeah. shape into my own will, mm-hmm. right? That I have to deal with. And that is something he, he doesn't know how to do. And I think that's kind of the central struggle of this song mm-hmm. is the idea between I have crafted my own life in the way that I want it to be. Here you are. You are your own thing. I love you, but I also really love me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because he literally says he's a man who could only love himself. Yeah. Where is the other half of my... Why do you only have half of my heart? Because I kept the other half. Right. You know? Um, so that's that's that. And then what you, what you see he sees is him trying to, like... Oh, I'm changing a little bit because of this person. Mm-hmm. And I don't love that. I don't love that, oh, I'm changing because of this person. I would love if you were changing because you realize that you need to be better. Yeah. This person has shown me. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, also realizing that much of the changing in my life has been because of another person. Right. Um, and understanding, like, oh, there is something beautiful in trying to or accepting another person as they are and making yeah. room in your life for that. Yeah. And that line, um, all, try my best to understand all that your love can bring. Mm-hmm. Just like all of that. It's really beautiful for me. I think that's great. Um, I mean, that... I wouldn't want someone to sing it to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would be disappointed. Um, and then verse two, this is a moment where I feel like you wanted to like give him a hug or give him a blanket. Mm-hmm. I was made. I was made to believe I'd never love somebody else. Mm-hmm. Made a plan, stayed the man who can only love himself. And lonely was the song I sang. No, I don't no? want to give him a hug. Lonely really? was the song I sang. Uh huh. Is a cleverly worded. He's a singer songwriter. Right. He, that I appreciate that, and it's sad. But the part before it is just makes me angry. Okay. You know, I, I'm not angry. I mean, I think we all should have self love. I guess, but. Mm-hmm. To the degree that the song's about is not one of my favorite John Mayer traits. Mm-hmm. But I can appreciate self-awareness. So, One thing I, want, I was thinking about with this song is we think of this... So here's sort of like a male-female 
dichotomy sort of split here. Mm -hmm. We think of this trait in men, and oftentimes it's vilified, and I think rightfully so. But I think when it presents itself in women, it's often not vilified in the same way. Mm. I think of like 500 Days of Summer mm. or Ramona Flowers in Scott Pilgrim. Like the, the manic pixie dream girl yeah. sort of ideal of she can't be tied down. Mm-hmm. She's uh, a free spirit. Mm-hmm. And we don't necessarily associate that with toxicity in the same way when it comes from a man. And I understand there are sociological reasons yeah. for that. Um, you know, I'm not unaware of the way that men and women have been treated differently throughout history. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> but just I felt like that was something worth pointing out that a lot of the stuff that we dislike about this version of John, mm-hmm. we tend to would tend to accept if this was Taylor's song. Right, right. You know? That's well said. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually kind of is in line with what I wanted to say, which your faith is strong, but I can only fall short for so long. Mm-hmm. Like... Where in the text is he yeah. showing us that this girl feels like he's falling short? Do you know what I mean? He's having a conversation with yeah. himself. Yeah. He is setting up, I, I'm falling I'm falling short. I'm going to fall short. Before he's even fallen short. I feel like he, this is more like a defense mechanism. I'm just going to make up that you're going to have a problem with how I don't love you enough because I can't, I'm not mature enough to handle this. And here's all these fancy words because I'm John Mayer. This, this is gaslighting. It is gas. It is gaslighting. This is. I'm going to make up mm. an excuse mm-hmm. for why it's not entirely my fault. Yeah. Right. He does take a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. in the song, but that line right there always bothered me mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, I can only fall short for so long. Like I'm not what you want me to be, and there's only so much I can do. This. So it's really your fault. Yeah. Down the road, you'll hate that I never gave more to you. Yeah. It just—it's very gaslighting. We're psychic. Yeah. I do want to point out, and this is fascinating to me, that half of his heart is a shotgun wedding to a bride with a paper ring. Such a great line. Oh. Such a great ring. But Taylor Swift has a song called "Paper Rings." Oh, does she? Yes. Oh. It's like, I love fancy things, but I'd marry you with paper rings. Oh wow. How it goes? And I'm like, Taylor, what you doing? Yeah, I, she I, has to know that the words are in there. <laughs> she was on the song, kind of the, I, the non-Grammy winning song. Right, he didn't win the Grammy. He was like, oh nominated yeah, nominated. For it. I mean, she has like four million Grammys, so she's fine. I think she's good. I think her mantle's uh, properly decorated. I don't love that he said that he's a man who's truly never, truly loved anything. But he he said that in other songs. That was actually the line that sparked. I listened to the song when I got to that line. I was like, we're doing this song. Mm-hmm. You know, half of my heart is the part of a man who's never truly loved anything. Do you listen to the songs when you're deciding? Yeah. Oh, I just like think. Oh, That's no. Because I, I want to feel them. What, how does it make mm-hmm. me feel? Because I'm going to have to spend some time with the song. That's true. And so I want to make sure if I pick something. Um, Fair. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways. Uh, yeah. That's all I got. Half of my heart is the part of a man who's never truly loved anything, mm-hmm. which is not true. We can say many things about John, but mm-hmm. that he's incapable of loving something, I don't think is anywhere in his persona. He's never said that he's never loved anything. He's never truly loved anything. I would agree that he probably loves music and his yeah. family, but I think he's speaking of romantic love. Yeah. It's poorly worded. I think you could think that you're in love with someone and then you look back and you're like, oh, shoot, no, I didn't truly love them. Yeah. I, I think you're reading too much into that one. Okay. I mean, Although I've, that's our job. Yeah. I've done that before in my life where I've looked back and like, oh, I told that person I loved them. What was I thinking? No, I, I didn't know yeah. what love was. I was 16. It, well, kids don't know, obviously. <laughs> um, okay, that's uh, all I've got for lyrics. Is that, are you good? Yeah, let's, let's hit some listener feedback. Okay, so 80% play, 20% skip are our statistics. And I'll start off with a good one. 
A Quake J. Ew. I thought this wasn't a Taylor Swift podcast. <laughs> at photo, you should know better. <laughs> at photo low twenty two, you did ask for a song with a video, Jill. Accurate. There you go. You your wish was granted. It was. It's the monkey's paw. Be careful what you ask for. The monkey's paw. Yeah, you don't know about the monkey's paw. I don't want to. That doesn't. It's an old literary reference. I mean, I know to it's be like careful what fable. you ask for. Yeah, it's basically the, you get you get the wish, but not in the way that you wanted it. Kind exactly. Of thing. Okay. And Meredith Coffin said there are just too many poignant lines. Kicking it off with "I was born in the arms of imaginary friends." Gah. One of my favorite all-time starting lines. It's just so fun. I agree. Then Lonely was the song I sang till the day you came. We've all been there. Finally, the picture he paints of the shotgun wedding to a bride with a paper ring. This is some classic John tugging at the heartstrings-ish right here to kick off season two. Yeah. I love Meredith. This is a really well-written song. At Vanessa underscore Valeska said, in my opinion, in this song, he explains how he struggled with a relationship just at the beginning of his career. So it's not about Taylor Swift, which mm -hmm. we all knew. His heart was in between the love of this girl or his career. Half of my heart's got a real good imagination. He imagines his future career. Half of my heart's got you, his love for her. By the way, the song has one of the saddest lyrics he's ever written. And half of my heart is the part of a man who's never truly loved anything. Welcome back. I think that's brilliant, Vanessa. Hey, thanks for welcoming us back. Yes, thank you. Thank back. you, Vanessa. But I never would have read that. Mm -hmm. And then I reread the lyrics, and mm -hmm. she's not wrong. You can interpret it that way. I could see that as, yeah. a, as, a, as a possible interpretation. Absolutely. I thought that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. At Natalia. Yeah, actually, the more I look at it, the more it makes sense. Right? Yeah. It's, it was pretty groundbreaking. But I didn't want to steal her intellectual property, so I just had to wait. At Natalia AVCT said, very catchy song. My favorite part is your faith is strong, but I can only fall short for so long. Down the road, later on, you will hate that I never gave more to you than half of my heart. He's telling her, whoever she is, that nice try holding on to the love she has for him, but that it's not going to work in the long run, but he still does have love for her, mm -hmm. even though she will resent him at some point for not fully committing. Kind of sad to see how he talks about how he thinks he will never be able to love anyone but himself. Makes it seem as if he's full of himself. Big red flag. Glad he has evolved from that. Absolutely. 100%. It, it, when you think about that, isn't that the, the, the perfect example of like keeping somebody dangling? Yeah. He's like, down the road, you'll hate me. Like, I'm just saying this isn't going to work. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I can't stop loving that you. That is so oh, you. Oh, like, so like pushing so but how pulling. You were. Pushing but pulling. So how you were. Yeah. It's basically a song about you. Sorry Not about current that. you. Yeah, no, I, I have evolved. You need to apologize. I'm apologizing to I just anyone, watched you do it to other people. Anyone out there who's experienced a uh, 20-year-old me? Yeah, or just any 20-year-old. At Carly Porter 1221 said, It's a catchy song and fun to sing if Taylor and John really did have a thing and this was their only collab. I'm not sure why Taylor is confused. It basically says, I'm just not that into you over and over again in different ways. The That's first, the comment I was yeah, looking for. The first part of her message rhymed. Sing thing. Yeah. yeah. I was job, like, Carly. oh, is the whole thing going to be yeah, right? It's a poem. I, I felt the rhythm going. Yeah. <laughs> At Jeremy SCHW says, the best version of this song is Rio 2013, where he's wearing the pink shirt and really big white pants. The intro that they play for it with the strumming and the little guitar lick made me appreciate the song, and I see it transform into the jam it could be. Did you catch that version? I did not. I didn't either. I saw him play it on Letterman. Didn't do my homework. No. Uh, I saw a couple versions of it with her. He's played a lot, so there's just a little. There was a lot of stuff to get yeah, through and get through there was, the version. Yeah. At Miles, ugh, Miles, come on, Panofsky said, starting off with a device. Are you mad at him for his last name? I'm mad at him because he's commented before and I know I've stumbled over it before and I've been like, DM me how to say these names. <laughs> 
Maybe I'm saying it right. What would you say? Miles Pen Penkevsky? Penu Penuchevsky, maybe? Oh, like I'm guess I'm making the U silent. Because I think in the, Pen- if, it's, if, it's, if it's Slavic, I think the C is a ch sound. Like Jokic. Oh, you're right. Miles said, starting off with the divisive one, I think this song is the perfect example of a mid-tier John song. It has all the right ingredients, but not to the degree that his better songs do. And I picked that comment because my kids are always saying things are mid. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't necessarily disagree with that. That's like, this is, that's why it took us a season two to get to the song. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. It's it's not, um, uh, Slow dancing in a burning room. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a reason it took us to season two to get it. App Photo Low says, hashtag this is not a Taylor Swift podcast. <laughs> At Natalia AVZT says, I take this as a song warning to not fall in love with him. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. One of the, oh, I'm sorry. Don't fall in love with me. Do your best. What? That's what he's like, don't fall oh, in I love know. with me. Resist. I know it's going to be impossible, but the try. <laughs> try for both of us, please. I can't keep impossible. hurting you. At Joe, the Libra 17 said, one of the best pop country songs in existence. At Neil Waltmeyer said, this choice makes Mare Studies officially a Taylor Swift podcast. Yep. and But now we're out. I, I, we, we are. We're out of Taylor Swift ammo for now. We are. That's we'll have too. to get creative ways to like work her into. We the really don't have to, forward. but she's so ubiquitous yes. that I feel like we will anyway. Um, so, Rady, good word. Thank you. I wonder just where you learned it. Gilmore Girls. Oh, where she's talking about anvils, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Where did all the anvils go?" Lorelai at Friday night dinner, mm-hmm. and the dad's like, "They fell into disuse," and she's like. No, you couldn't melt them down. You melted things down on them. Like, where do they all go? At one point, they were so u- ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. And she looks at Rory. She says, is that the right word? She says, I don't know. Keep going. That they were in children's cartoons. And Rory's like, yes, that's the right word. I really felt like I used... No, I think it was superfluous. Was superfluous are my lane changes when I drive. You okay. taught me that word. I was like, I used the word on the I podcast. I do make superfluous like, lane changes because I get bored when I drive and it's something to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Change lane. laughs> um, okay, so uh, 80% play, 20% skip, which I already shared, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, rate the song, 50% quiet song, 43% turns the ladies on. I have quiet song all the way. Mm-hmm. I don't see how this is turning any ladies on. I, I th- red I th- flags, ladies, red yeah, flags. Yeah, I think this is a really tough one to categorize. We have red flag category. <laughs> because it's it really is not a quiet song. No, but if, if push comes to shove and you have to choose one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, if push comes to shove, you're right. I'm yeah. going to choose quiet song because, yeah. again... I, I, I'm not going to promote toxicity here exactly. to the extent that I'm able to like avoid it in my own life. Right. Um, and this is very much like... Now the video turns the ladies on. Oh, for sure. Even I acknowledge... Like, I saw this like, oh, Jill's going to like this because he's well, a... Well, it's the haircut. He's a good looking dress dude. Dress nice. Yeah. Sitting around playing guitar with his like, perfect lips. You know what was interesting about watching him perform with Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift is a megastar. Now? Right? Yes. He absolutely outshines her on stage. I mean, I didn't watch that in preparation for this. I really got distracted on the video. But I I remember Taylor Swift went through, in my opinion, mm-hmm. a very lengthy phase of being incredibly awkward on mm. stage. And that was during that time. Okay, I was like, it might be during this time period. Yeah, yeah I even because... saw her during the Fearless tour. And I was like, it's just something's not right about you. On... Not now. Right. Even now, though, I will say sometimes I'm just, it's just something not, like, relaxed. And she studied. 
right? Yes. She studied. It's, it's not, not casual. Natural. It's not natural. Go with the flow. It is core. Every moment is choreographed. Right. And having seen her on the tour with the snakes, reputation, uh-huh. it had to be choreographed because of the camera angles and, you mm-hmm. know, where like you'll see Pearl Jam and they did not choreograph their camera angles for the right. big screen. You know what I mean? Uh, but also like they're not in charismatic in any way. I think Eddie Vedder's like anti-charisma. Right? Yeah, but you know, I'm just saying other bands, right. they, just, they just perform. I th- I think they don't with, look left, but their eyes go right. right. And, you know. I think John is just, his charisma is so natural. Very. He doesn't have to work at it. It comes naturally yeah. to him. Taylor is a lot, is, 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 I mean, I think that's one of the most applied adjectives to Taylor is calculated. And, in a good way, in my opinion, but yes. I, I know, yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing, yeah. right? Some, some of, not all of us are John Mayer. Some of us have to learn how to do the job. Yeah. And it's just like any other job that you're learning how to well, do, she's learning how to do the job. That's such a good point because she's so unseasoned by comparison, mm-hmm. and she's also so much younger. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about dating, but that it's a weird combination to perform together anyway. Right, because she it was just, like 19 at the time of recording this, this Yeah, record. it just, none of that. It all has been weird to me. It continues to be weird. All right. Uh, so, Jill. Yeah. I think we're going to get a little number here. You're, you're not. How much did the song make Jill love John? It should be like a two or three because of the flags. But the video. Two things. I love the song. I never skip it. Uh-huh. I always sing it. And um, the video. So I have mm. to give it a 4.5. Okay. All right. <laughs> Very superficial this season. What all about right. you? I'm going to give it like a four. I, I don't love like some of the things I pointed out in the lyrics about mm-hmm. the attitude there. I don't particularly love. But I do like the song. Yeah. Like the actual song itself. Yeah. If, a, a, before this deep dive into mm-hmm. it. I had no problems with the song. I was like, oh, that's a fun exactly. song. Exactly. Well, and it got an 80% play, 20% skip. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, those are good statistics. Yeah. It's just a good song. It's not great, not perfect, right. but a good song. We, When Battle Studies came out, there was two songs that I would listen to. Mm-hmm. And I would just listen to the two songs and that would be it. It would be Heartbreak Warfare and Half of My Heart. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be on, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it, this has been a, one of the songs. I told, told you, like, I don't really know all of the songs on, right. on uh, Heartbreak Warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, on Battle, on Studies. Battle Studies, sorry, thank you. <laughs> on Battle Studies, I don't know all the songs on Battle Studies, but I've always known this one because I listened to it from the start, right. probably because of the Taylor feature. And so. it has a video. Yeah. I mean, video songs, just especially back then, were a little more important. Mm-hmm. I brought a discussion question. Oh, I'm so excited. Give it to me. Do people really stand other people up at the altar? I've never heard of that actually happening. I've only seen it in movies, TV shows, and videos. I just feel like if you're not going to marry someone, probs you, shoot them a text, give them a call. Not just literally, physically not show up while your family's there expecting you. Yeah, not just run away to a coffee shop in uh, by Central Park to meet a high school friend because she's the only person you know in the city who wasn't invited to the wedding. Well, I'm just saying that's also a TV show. Friends. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know anyone in real life who's been left at the altar. I just think it's kind of harsh. Yeah, that's a good question. Is that just a trope? Is that like one of those things that doesn't actually happen in real life? And I mean, we just but it think got it started does? somewhere because it's been happening in movies. Because, since because black it's, and such, white. it's such a compelling image, though, isn't it? I think it's a horrible image. Like, I don't want any part of it. Yeah. I just think it, I just thought it was funny. I didn't remember that that's what the video was about. Right. I think I thought he was like a guest at a wedding. It was very fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, they're packing up the bride's dress. But there's like a guy standing at the altar who's not John. I guess that's the best man. Right. And John's at the bar being sad. Or is John the one who didn't show up? It's very unclear to me. I think it's John who gets stood up. But also I'm like, why are you making a video where you're getting stood up at the altar? When you're singing a song about how you can't love someone enough. Yeah. You know what? You look handsome. I'll let it go. It's that, basically how I felt. That is a great question. If you have ever been left at the altar. No, don't talk about jump it. Jump into the DMs. <laughs> Please don't. Let us know if that you actually happened. If you've left someone at the altar. Or if you've left them. Way. Yeah, it could go either way. Just like. 
cancel it the night before, guys. It happened on How I Met Your Mother, too. I, it's happened everywhere. Yeah. Except, Except in, in real, real life. life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, weddings are expensive. So I would, if I was the, I don't know if this is how it is now, but like uh -huh. traditionally, I guess in American culture, uh -huh. the bride's family, I know it's, who knows what it is now, always pays for the wedding. Uh -huh. Like, I would straight up sue. Right. I'm like, you need to give us back the money that this wedding cost if you're not going to show up for a groom. Yeah, I hear you. Do you have a discussion question? Yeah, what I wanted to ask you is I know you love John Mayer. Oh, I, how'd you hear that? Um, because you have a folder in front of you with a picture of him and a heart with his name inside of it. He's petting a dog. Yeah. Um, if he was singing this song to you. Oh, absolutely not. You don't, you don't love him that much. No. Because you love you with more than half of your heart. I just, get out of my face. I'm old. I don't have time for this. I if I was you. 20, I'd be like, oh my God, right? I know, right? I'll change you. No. And, and also keep in mind. I mean, mind... I'll still like go out on dates with him. Right. Okay. <laughs> don't get it twisted. Oh gosh. I could be his date to the Grammys or whatever. So he wrote the song in 2009. Right. Right. So this is as much heat as I'm giving him for this stuff. That's 14 years ago, John. Yeah. In the same way we rightfully gave me some heat for some of my behaviors 14 years ago as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's worth noting that I'm not saying that, that's, that this is representative of who he is at this point in his life. Right. And I want to say that 14 years ago, me would be like, er, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I did have a child at the right. time. Uh, but I don't know. I was pretty stupid 14 years ago. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could have gone either way. But those are some flags, my friends, and they're yep. red. Yep. Doesn't matter how handsome someone is. And there you have it, folks. Yay! Episode one, season two, in the books. It's in the books. We still cooking. It's in the phones. We haven't lost it. Still got our fastball in season two. It's only been two weeks. We haven't jumped jumped the shark yet. <laughs> jumped the shark. We hope you have a good week. Yeah, thanks for hanging in for our second season. I wonder how many episodes we're gonna do in season two. You say thanks like you say Ben. So like Ben, you say Ben, and mm -hmm. thanks, you say thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, uh, who's picking next week? Oh, me! Yeah, do you oh, know what you're going to do? No! Oh, you just got so excited. Ah, drunk with power. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you guys know soon. All right. In, in no, like, hints? No front runners? Nothing? I just, I don't even, it's a blank slate up here. All right. <laughs> what it is most of the time. <laughs> Jump on Instagram to find out what it is. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.